Welcome to another episode of the Property Nomads podcast. Today we're looking at six top tips for effectively managing empty properties and long refurbs. Trust me, the content sounds more exciting than the title. Trust me, trust me on that. There's some great top tips here. Also, just want to give a shout out, a big thank you to Tom Marsh. He actually contacted me a little while ago asking for top tips for managing a longer refurb and empty properties. And these are the six things that I rattled off to him. So thank you, Tom, for getting in touch on Facebook on that. Really appreciate that as well. Thank you for the inspiration. These are in no particular order. Apologies also in advance because I will undoubtedly swear a couple of times uh, dealing with councils and utility companies have not always been my favourite thing to do. But part of me also loves the challenge as well and, and not sorting through the bureaucracy of it all. So fun times. But number one, be productive and switch tariffs if you're doing a long refurb or if a property becomes empty a, a an odd time, i.e. just before Christmas, chances are it might be empty for a month or two. And what will happen sometimes is if the previous tenant has left, energy companies or some energy companies seems to have this habit of putting you on emergency tariffs uh, for some unknown reason. And, and this can catch people off guard, especially if you've got a long refurb and especially if the property's empty for a few months. This can catch you completely off guard. So, it is advisable to be proactive uh, when it comes to gas and electric tariffs. Now, as if you've got a smart meter, if you've got a, a top-up meter, for example, then mm, worth having a conversation anyway, but it's probably not gonna be as much that you can do about it, but try and get off of the emergency tariff if you are put onto one. Do be proactive on that, so that's number one. Number two, Always ask the council for a discount on the council tax. Now, talking about swearing, I do find it funny in today's age that uh, sometimes we might send a piece of post and you know, it might take three or four days to, to get there and that's first class and that's within the UK. But whenever council seem to send a council tax bill, fuck me, it turns up the following day. It's almost like it's special delivery. It's not special delivery, but fuck me, it feels like it. They're very, very quick. But councils were a bit sneaky here. I'll give you a recent example. We had a property a while ago that came empty in uh, the back end of November. Not ideal. Uh, we didn't fill it un until the following January, February time anyway. But what happened was within a day of it becoming empty, boom, council, taxes, council tax bills come through and they have billed us for the December, January, February, and March. Now, if you're not clued up on that, you know, some people might get that, panic and go, oh, oh, I'll pay it. Mad bollocks to that. Always, number one, question it. So, you know, probably number two, part A. Always question your council tax bill. Don't pay it too quickly. Uh, but always ask the council for a discount. Now, every council is different. Every council is completely different. The odds of you getting a discount are minimal, not impossible, minimal. And that's on the back of all this, you know, pandemic stuff that everyone's cash strapped, et cetera, et cetera. So the odds of you getting a discount are minimal, but it is always worth asking the question anyway. Speak to the council or, you know, email the council. Yeah, councils are normally quite good on email, to be fair. Get that paper trail. Ask the council for a council tax discount. 
And just because the bill turns up after the first day or so, don't don't necessarily go and uh, get too quick in paying it because again, you don't know how long the refurb's going to take, and you don't know when the next tenant's going to move in. Yeah, you've got to think about the cash flow of your business as well. So number two, always ask the council for a discount on the council tax. Number three, make a note of tenancy change dates. That's important because this is something that we've learned in the past is to a certain degree, your lettings agent will manage that. To a certain degree, your lettings agent will manage that. But some lettings agents won't have the authority to pay your bills for you. Um, everyone works in a different way, but from our experience, uh, you know, we found we're still the ones, we're still the people that end up paying uh, for the bills, basically. And after the first few times that this happened, we found that what would happen is a tenant would move out, no one would get meeting readings, so it'd be estimated, then a new tenant would move in, and we'd only have one set of meeting readings. So we'd only have the meeting readings for when a tenant moved in. We didn't have the other meter readings. And that creates a bit of an issue because then no one's got any proof at all of what's what. And it's a, it's a bit of a pain in the ass because tenants don't won't always give a final meter reading. Uh, you know, Some will just abscond the property or, or forget to do it. So what we've learned, and we'll pass this on to you, is make a note of the tenancy change dates. And again, the reason for that is so you give the right information to the energy companies, but also to council tax. Also to council tax. So if you know, for example, a tenant moved out on the 30th of November, and then the next tenant moved in on the 18th of December, and you've got the beta readings, etc., it makes it a hell of a lot easier for you or your admin person, whoever, to deal with the utility companies and council tax, water people, etc., moving forward. So always make a note of the tenancy change dates and the information. If a tenant moves out, uh, you know, if you don't manage your own properties, not an issue. If a tenant moves out, get the agent to let you know, because these are the very minor things that can lead to a lot of hassle uh, further on down the line. So that's number three. Do make a note of those dates. Number four kind of works in tandem, and that's to get better ASTs. Now, the reason for that is that, and again, this depends on your agent, depends on your knowledge, but you can get various clauses put in to your ASTs. One of them is that the you know the tenant will is responsible for the duration of their their tenancy. Now, for example, if they sign a six month tenancy, but they randomly move out after five months and a week, that contract, that AST is gonna make them liable for the whole six months. If they've not given notice and they've walked out, they're still going to be liable. So it might sound a bit anal when, when I say get better ASTs, but what we're trying to do is tackle the problem from the start, tackle this challenge from the start, not just let it get worse and worse and worse and then deal with all the, the bullshit to get through it. Let's tackle it from the start. And one way to do that is get get better ASTs. Make it clear to the tenants that, and again, you know, unlikely in these circumstances, um, in, you know, in pandemic circumstances, but in normal circumstances, you know, you find that sometimes tenants just might, you know, get up and leave. Bit bonkers when it happens, not ideal. But if you've got an AST and that contract and it's written in that they are liable for the bills for X, Y, and Z, 
even if they leave early and don't give notice or whatever, then that makes it an awful lot easier when dealing with council tax, uh, when dealing with utility companies as well, because you've got that signed contract. It makes it an awful lot easier, especially if disputes come out. So that's what I mean by better ASTs. Have a chat with your agent about that as well, moving forward. Number five, again, it's a point that actually, to be fair, it's a point I've got too carried away with in number three, but point number five, take photos of meeting readings. So again, you want as much visual evidence as possible. Now, if you don't manage your own properties, not an issue, get your managing agent to do that for you. I would recommend, there's a free app out there called Auto Stamper, and that basically, well, you take a photo on your phone and it date stamps it normally in the bottom left hand corner. Now that is absolutely brilliant. Because again, it just backs up any, any debates that you may or may not have moving forward. So take photos of your meter readings where applicable or get your lettings agent to do that and get them to send it to you. That way there could be no issues when you're dealing with utility companies further on down the line. And in terms of number six, this is more for longer refurbs. Take advantage of green schemes, take advantage of green deals. If you're taking a property back to brick and you know, if you do that, you're gonna have exposed floor, you might have exposed walls, etc. That might be the time to get your insulation done and funded as well. Now there might be local companies in your area that are able to do that for you. Sometimes the survey process can be quite slow. It, you know, it all depends. Don't worry too much on it, to be honest, but what I would say is take advantage of it where you can. Now the offset here is that if you're back to brick and you know, you're gonna be a six week, eight week turnaround, but getting all this installation done, et cetera, is gonna take three or four months, you've got to weigh that up. Is it better to take the hit of a loss of rent for a couple of months uh, to know that everything's been done you know, perfectly and you, that property's gonna last for a very, very long time? Or do you wanna get the, do, do you see what I mean? It's, it's difficult to explain, I'll, I'll try my best here. Basically, if you've got a long refurb going on and you, you're gonna get uh, advantages of green schemes, um, you know, etc. like extra installation, etc. Are you just happy to wait out that that extra period of time? Yes, it means that you're not going to get rent in as quickly, but what it will likely mean is that you're going to get rent in more consistently uh, moving forward without a shadow of a doubt. So always have a look at that, especially if you know you're going back to brick, if you know that that's the extent of the refurb that you're doing, get taken advantage of any green schemes, any help that uh, you could get on your refurb. And again, that could be floor insulation, that could be uh, you know new boiler heating system, cavity wall insulation, external wall insulation, whatever. There are so many different things out there at various times to take advantage of. So I'd hop on that straight away, especially if you know you're gonna go back to brick uh, and take the floors up, et cetera, et cetera. So that's six top tips for dealing with empty properties and long refurbs. So six top tips for effectively managing empty properties and long refurbs. So again, number one, be productive and switch tariffs. 
if it's a long refurb or you think the property's gonna be empty for a long time. Number two, always ask council uh, for a discount on the council tax. Number three, make note of tenancy change dates. Number four, look to have better ASTs where uh, the tenant is liable for paying bills in the event that they decide to leave the property early without giving you sufficient notice. Number five, take photos of meter readings. So again, coincide that with when a tenant leaves uh, and when a new tenant moves in, that just makes our process with utility companies a lot easier. Number six, if you know you've got a long refurb coming up, take advantage of green schemes, green deals, eco deals as quickly as possible. Try and get as much done as you can as well. A, a bonus one in there now, I'm, hopefully this won't get me in hot water saying this. Bonus one number seven, uh, don't always pay your bills that quickly. Just because you get a bill come through, don't you know overreact and, and just you know get hot-headed and just pay it straight away. Always question it. There's no harm in acknowledging it and then questioning it. So again, if you get council tax bill comes through, don't just panic and go, oh my God, I've got to pay X amount. <laughs> I'm just going to pay it. Think about your cash flow. I'd always go back, question it, or at least acknowledge it and say something along the lines of, yep, thanks for sending the bill through. We're expecting a new tenant to move in in the next month or whatever. When that happens, we'll let you know the dates and then please send us a new bill for the correct period. So don't just chuck your toys out the pram and panic. Don't pay your bills too quickly on that front. I'm not saying don't pay your bills. Please don't take that in that way. I'm not saying do not pay it at all. That will lead you into serious hot water. What I'm saying you can do is rather than just rush to pay your bills, you can question your bills. That might help you save a bit of time, but it also might help your cash flow as well. So hopefully you found that useful. Six top tips for effectively managing empty properties and long refurbs. Uh, as always, if you like the content, you enjoy listening to the content, like and share the podcast with as many people as possible. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, various places as well. We'll head over to our social medias at the Property Nomads podcast. Got different book reviews and so forth coming out. We're starting to incorporate there some more travelly stuff in there as well, even though you know, we're just looking back on memories, uh, keeping the spirits up in these times as well, as well as developing the business moving forward. So until next time, I'll feed the same.